Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you got through the weekend. I always say that, you know, but Happy it's, it's a matter Monday, of, I hope, everybody. You know, everyone's hope you got through the weekend. Nourished. I always say that, out, you know, but it's, it's a matter Lots of, of I hope healing you know, everyone's mental health was uh Oh man, yeah, I'm trying to get back to lots of healing and exercise. Oh man, yeah, I'm trying to get back to heart rate is feeling it. Movement and exercise. I have some heart and, issues um, in my family, yeah. so yep. it has my, been my heart mandated rate is by my doctor. I have that I got some, some heart issues in my family, but you know it's good for mental health. Mandated by my doctor frequently that I got some never body shaming. It's not about you know it's good for mental health. Calories or exercise. I talk about that pretty frequently. For me, never body shaming. It's not about losing weight, counting calories, or keeps everything. Look, it's about how you feel. feel away, it for me, a lot of movement spike energy tends to feel really great. So, look, lots going on. Lots uh, happened over the weekend. Feel in terms of people really digging deep and so, looking look, lots going on. Lots happened over the weekend. I guess they're branding their names, the impact they're having on the wider world, and I think it's really beautiful. So, I guess they're branding their names, the impact they're having on the wider world, and I think it's really beautiful. Again, the word so let's start with Dixie Chicks tied to some problematic historical norms and values. Again, the word Dixie Southern roots tied to some. Although they did get in trouble with just going by kind of like Lady because there's a famous jazz singer named Lady, but although they did get in trouble with just going by, they've all sat Lady down because there's a famous jazz singer but, you know, named Dixie Lady. Chicks, that's freaking awesome. awesome. They released some new music, which is really sat down and figuring that one out. But you know, Dixie Chicks, I think it's freaking awesome. And I'm really proud of which is really very much rooted in everything happening. People listen. I heard someone say this on Twitter, and I'm really proud that we're saying that platforms that do that. If Donald Trump, I heard someone say this on Twitter, and I thought it was so smart they were saying that. Right? You know, people if Donald platform, Trump, people just accept and tweet out to wear masks. And you know, that remember more people would, right? Or, you know, people large big platforms, it doesn't necessarily people assume speak to that they know something. And you know, or knowledge or intellect, or people with large followers, it doesn't necessarily speak to people like our president or their knowledge or intellect. People learn. Often, a lot of people are just unsure like our president. These things get the Dixie Conversations really going. People learn. Quite stunning. We're seeing a lot of unsure or uneducated statues around the country. Conversations really going. We have a big old quite stunning. We're seeing a lot of he is responsible. Genocide should get removed. I know in Philadelphia it's, it's we have a big, big legacy. Old Christopher Columbus, he is responsible for taking genocide. Down, so. 
Uh, I'm it's it's a big legacy. What else is going to do that research if you're um, curious? But thug we're taking that Kitchen. Bad boy down, now those so. that aren't of you that uh, aren't big in our Philadelphia, what else is going on? They have a huge following. Um, thug Kitchen. Cookbook. Now those that are popular vegan cookbook. It's one that I have. I love it. I've gotten to know them. Cookbook. It's actually very well popular. Well, understandably, the word thug. It's one that I have. I love it. Problems with the connotation. It's definitely used against. Well, understandably, the word thug. People of color. Problems with the connotation. So they're now going to be changing their name. Why not? People are people of color. Why not? As in, so they're to now change your name is about evolution. Why not? I, don't want, I think you know, that's stunning. Are, you know, freaking uh, out. I say why not? The legacy in, that's tied to, to change like your name is about evolution. It's a I don't want you know people are kitchen. you know freaking um, out. Um, things are a lot of change. That's tied to names like different statues and put more powerful meaningful kitchens that reflect where we are currently. History can remain in the books and put some more powerful meaningful ones that reflect where we are currently. History can remain in the books and in some forms. Also, some white actresses are backing off of continuing to do black. Cartoon also, characters. some Jenny white Slate, actresses doing a black are backing off of continuing to do Kristen black Bell was cartoon doing characters. Called Jenny Park, Slate seen it, doing a black and both of them are saying after what's already Mouth, been Kristen Bell was doing no something called Central Park, haven't seen it, and, that and both of them are saying after what's already been filmed and released, again, that's they awesome. will no longer about do trans characters and that they trans individuals people of color. because trans actors, again, that's awesome. I'm all about trans characters played by trans individuals for many of the trans actors and actresses again, traditionally get brought into casting not have them themselves. For many, that's the only um, so that I think that that is very, very, very beautiful. So for them. Also, um, 30 Rock, they are going themselves. back and removing um, episodes so that, that is very, very, very beautiful. So that's been controversial um, as well. I'm, I'm going back. Um, I think and that's great. Episodes People should have the black into that. We're aware that it happened. Remove so that's it, been controversial as well. I'm, I'm, I'm apologize. Great. People should have the bump into that. We're aware that it happened. Remove it. Take them down. Make some great television that doesn't have apologize. Be accountable. Be better. Learn. Are looking at their legacy from years ago. Make some great television that doesn't have to evolve. Looking back and realizing, wow, looking at their legacy from years ago, decades ago, and they're now looking back and realizing, wow, I wasn't aware of the damage or violence that that did. It's about accountability. We're now apologizing. And then making, making the right, doing better, and, and, and we move on. Great. We can't just that's, vote that's what problem it's about people accountability. Off the planet, it's about apologizing, boundaries, making it right, doing better, and, and we move on. We can't just vote so problematic harm. The planet, we got to be here for reconciliation, people that apology for positions because that's what it's about. It's not about harm, but we got to be here for reconciliation and getting to the root of it and because that's what it's about. system and also just being better. Got to be about change forward and getting to the root of it and removing that from the system and also just being better so no one's rooting ourselves in true healing. We've all harmed ourselves. That's not my career, apologist, but that's how can we heal and transform ourselves in I don't true healing? But I'm a therapist, so that's my job. That's my career consequences. How can we heal and transform? Critical analysis, punishment. We can't just boundaries and all the consequences. I don't like. But then there are some people that are critical analysis, and we have to look at ways that we can kind of contain that. I don't have all the answers around But then there are some people that are continuing to the whole conversation, and we have to look at ways that we can kind of contain that. I don't have all the answers around that. Congress talking about that beautiful stuff. A lot of people, no name rapper, has been talking about legends. Was at Congress talking. About talk that. about that. Angela Davis. A lot of people, no name, the rapper has been talking about her. that as well. But um, we I don't have all the answers to about that. Angela Davis, figuring it out. She's written many books on it. Love her. But um, we don't have all the answers. There's a lot of gray areas. We're figuring it out. But I'm glad that these people are taking things seriously. Anywho, coming up next, we're going to be talking about reasons for lowered or low. Anywho, coming up next, we're talking about reasons for lowered or low. Listen to Love Live with Chris. Sexual desire. Why? What can we do about it? All right, we're back. I hope you are checking out Chris, my live stream show. Q, I'm listening live. That's every Thursday night on all the radio.com handles. So it's radio.com, but also their Twitter, their Facebook, and the YouTube page. And you can go check out all the past episodes. It's really great. It's 30 minutes. We talk about the intersections of mental health and COVID. And that's quite an expansive constellation of different things. Always great. Celebrities 
and experts talking about the what, the where, the who. But it's really stunning to see these celebrities getting vulnerable. And they don't often get to talk about their mental health and their self-care and the tips of how they've managed to thrive or even given themselves some grace around the things that they're struggling with. And it's nice for people to see the humanity and the vulnerability. And we can also learn a lot. It's been really great sitting with them. And so I really value doing this show. So again, that's live every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. And again, that's on all the radio.com handles. And you can go back and check it out. It's called I'm Listening Live. Um, also, question of the night. It's up on our Loveline IG page, as always, in the D, uh, in the uh, story. And also our DMs. Slide into them. Let us know what your thoughts and questions are. And we'll be answering them throughout the show. That'll be later in the show. All right. Sexual All right, desire. We're back. Hope Listen, you are checking out sexual my live desire. stream show. People I'm listening don't live. That's every Thursday night on all the Radio.com handles. So it's Radio.com, like but also their Twitter, their Facebook, it, right? and the YouTube page. So let's start and you can go way. check out all the past so episodes. We want to it's really great. It's 30 minutes. We talk about the intersections of mental desire. health and think COVID. And that's quite an expansive action. constellation it's of different a, um, things. Always great. It just doesn't exist. It's not this thing about over there the what, the where, that is compartmentalized It's really stunning right? to see it's kind of like these a celebrities getting plant. vulnerable. You gotta, and you gotta put kids in sunlight. Get to you gotta know the conditions of health and self-care and tips of how they've managed to blooming flower, thrive or even give themselves some grace But the right amount as often as it needs it. And our sex drive is going to be different for everyone. So when we talk about sexual desire, you can also learn a lot. I love that we use the word desire. Because that means wanting. So again, that's that live every Thursday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, towards. that's 8 p.m. Eastern. And so think about again, that. If, if the you're the partner, handles and you okay, can go back and check it out, it's called I'm Listening Who is trying live. to make sense of um, also, your partner, question of the night. It's up on our Loveline IG page, you. as always, think of it the, uh, as though the, uh, you story. have to ask yourself. And also our DMs am I, am slide I into them where your thoughts and questions are. Should I be answering them throughout the show? Am I desirable? I don't mean that in terms of body politics and attractability. I don't mean how hot are you. I mean it in terms of have I been Showing up as the like kind of human being that one would want it, to right? be close with. So let's start. That one this would way. want to be vulnerable so with. That one would want, want to possibly literally be sexually sexual penetrated. Desire. We want to penetrate as, as, as a verb. It's an action. Action. Away on that word. It's not um, a, um, a but noun. It just doesn't exist. And so that's one of the things over there asking that couples couples penalized to talk about sexuality. It's kind of like a flower. Have is your relationship? Have you been showing up as a partner in a way that's worthy of being thrive and grow in terms of closeness and blooming flower? Sometimes they go, "Wow, no." To make sure that you haven't been, but the right amount as often as it needs it. And our sex drive and then I also talk to about the quality of the relationship. So How when we talk about sexual desire, because if it's not feeling I, robust I or strong or connected, it's understandable that again means that there's not a lot of energy that means in that way. Interesting. That so I say that how can you make yourself towards. someone more worthy of desire and so more think about that. If, if you're the and partner, often it's about okay, this concept of foreplay, but again, I use that in a very expansive way, which means your place starts sexual desire with and towards you. We even talk about arousal as though foreplay is what you've done hours before, days before, weeks before, because you're symbolically step forward with that. Your partner Am is, I desirable? Is, is, and I don't in mean their body, they're, they're feeling all the responses politics to and all the ways you've been with them and towards them for hours and days. I mean, in and terms so sometimes of the have I been showing desire kind of even talking about the sexual want to be close just talking about that one would want to be vulnerable with, that one would want to possibly kind of literally be sexually penetrated with space that actually makes sense. Then we do talk about sex. Is the kind of sex you have worth wanting? And so that's one of the things that is even pleasurable. Does it even acknowledge sexuality? All the partners are looking for a relationship or have you been showing up as a partner in a way that's worthy of being not desired. even fun? 
because in sometimes terms of the closeness and pleasure, and sometimes it's not wow, worthy no. of being wanted. You know, I haven't right? been the so then that's nicest the second person level, to be around. Right? Like, and then I also talked about the quality of the relationship. How is it the kind of sex you have? Because some couples are robust or strong or connected. It's understandable. Do we have the kind of sex you enjoy energy in that way? So how can you make yourself change? Are there things you would love to do? Are there things you would love to change? And often it's about this concept of foreplay. But again, I use that in a very expansive way. And then you move into yourself. Foreplay starts long before. If you're the person who may be struggling with their own interest or play is what you've done hours you before, days before, to engage in sexuality. You symbolically with the partner step who's forward of it, and your partner is, is, and, is and maybe your body, and it's okay to feel all their responses to other parts all the ways of sexuality with them and towards them for hours maybe and it's days. Not penetration. And so sometimes the workout sexual desire is not even talking about mutual masturbation. Are you down to talking about who you are in their relationship to each other? What if you've kind of resolved that? What do you feel like, oh, you know, things are going to make a space for connection. I always want to talk about sex. Is the kind of sex you say, I'm not down for that tonight, but I'm down to hold it? I'm not down for this pleasurable. Does it even acknowledge? I want you to. They're making partners are looking for or wanting. The work is rooted in just one person's pleasure, but sometimes it's also not even fun. Is this because the sometimes the relationship I want to be even fun? This is, is not the worthy of being wanted, or right? Lack of interest so then talking. that's the second um, level, right? What do I like, need or what do I want? Is this even worth asking asking for the kind of checking in on? Is it the kind of sex I have? Showing up some couples have never asked that. I love that question. Do we have the kind of sex you enjoy having? It's so big and it's so complex. Has your sexuality evolved? So for some couples, are there things you would love to do? Check out my books. Sex outside the lines and rebel love. I go extensively into all the different elements. And then you move into yourself. That are the constellation that make all this up. If you're the person who's maybe struggling with their own why will my partner have sex with me? Or why don't I want open sex? To engage in all those And then we also have to look at our body. How do we feel about our body? And How do we feel being naked? And are we and comfortable or not? And it's okay to do things you're not interested in. Are there parts of sexuality that you are willing to There might be some some somatic penetration to be done. Maybe it's not about orgasm. So you know, down for oral? Are you down for mutual masturbation? Are you down to maybe it's meaningful? Because I think that having access to that is what can really create because when a partner makes a bit for connection, I always want to be two partners. Then even if you say I'm not down for that sex, I'm down to hold hands. Right. I'm not down for this tonight, okay, but I'm down okay. to cuddle. I want you to, uh, we're going to take a little break. Attention. We're going to so come back and talk the about on all those divorce, levels. But sometimes it's also asking ourselves, a new law, is this the kind of relationship I want to be in? Our thought right? process should and be around the person with the lower So we're going to unpack that. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris um, on the new channel. What do I need or what do I want? Am I not asking for the kind of sexual that feels good to me? We're back and let's talk about divorce. Am I not showing up in the open Can't talk about divorce without talking about marriage. But so it's so big and it's so complex. It allows for a no And so for some couples, you need a sex therapist. Check out my books. That is what outside the lines kind of the rebel love. So it's not I about extensively into all the different elements going on that, that are the constellation that make all this up. But it's this whole topic. But it's big work. It's not just as simple as like, why will my partner have sex with me? Or why don't I want obstacles? Have to check in on all those things. And then we also have to look at our body. How do we feel about our body? How do we feel being naked? Are we comfortable being touched? Are we comfortable seeing ourselves touched? When we get married, receiving pleasure. There might be some somatic and touch work to be done in that. Requires legislation. Legislation by the government. The government is going to step in and decide some things for our relationship. How many people can be involved in it? Um, how a deeper level do we get in? What we have to get out between two partners? And there's benefits to that, right? Then you can have what someone can talk a lot about. We see this in the gay rights movement. How without marriage, people were denied. We're going to come back and talk about the power of attorney. People were denied seeing their loved ones in the hospital. And it kind of impacts what I think. All these things that are afforded people that are in a monogamous marriage. We're going to unpack that. Listen to Love Live with Dr. Chris on the new channel Two People and Radio.com. And gay marriage was about an equality model of offering all the same things to same-sex couples that opposite-sex couples have. Why? Well, because 
there really shouldn't be a distinction. It's just a different gender choice, but it's not rooted in anything powerfully or meaningfully distinct that should not make them as valid, right? Okay, so we, we get over that hurdle. Now, the downside, and this comes up to a lot of couples I work with, is that divorce is quite expensive and it can be very tumultuous and it's not simple. And that makes some people stick around in a relationship, a marriage that they don't want to be in. And that is heartbreaking from a mental health perspective. Psychologically speaking, what are we doing at that point, right? We now have this legal bill and this legal structure already oh, right, 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 back and uh, let's talk about divorce bum, and what bum, we want. And I want can't talk about divorce without talking about marriage, but Britain passed us. And that uh, allows for available no for people to have the ability to leave. Now, Easily, that is what so kind of is the I am all about. It's not about unpacking or talking about what's for some going on in Britain that aren't divorce. looking for those but it's this special whole breaks that come with it, where they have another path. Loops and I really wish divorce and was the obstacles simpler. Of and I work with individuals on so, leaving relationships from the, the way they entered, loving that there's a lot of really backing out the way they backed in. We slowly move in. It's okay to slowly move out. It's okay to be friends with your exes. It's a decision. Burn things down. People are angry. They want to punish. Legislation. Legislation by the government. The government is going to step in and. If we weren't tied to our relationship, how many people can be involved in it? We would have to just um, be a good loving person. Get in, Otherwise, they, get out. they could leave us. And there's and benefits to that, very right? simply and easily. We and I think that talk that a lot about see this in gay rights cases. How because it's without heart marriage, to see people were denied, stuck together, people were denied power, stuck together, people were denied seeing their loved one in the hospital, tax breaks, all these things that are afforded people that are in a monogamous marriage. And also, it breaks my heart that there's some individuals that don't want to get married because of the divorce thing that could occur. Gay marriage was about to them to an equality model I understand that respect that all the same things because that could also lead to a lot of couples, opposite sex couples have why? traditional gender well, roles because as soon as people get really married especially when children, children. It's just a and different gender like, choice I don't want to get married let's it's not Oprah and anything powerful they have a beautiful stunning relationship that should not, not make them as valid they're not married right? now okay they've been together so we get over that hurdle now the downside and they're not necessarily looking for that they're not a fan of that also I was talking to Shelly from TLC she's not necessarily a fan of marriage and it can be very tumultuous and it's not simple I'm listening live and that makes some people stick around in a relationship a tidbit about that, that they don't um, want to be in. But basically, and that is heartbreaking. Sometimes marriage and divorce psychologically can speaking, remove us from what, are we doing what the relationship right? actually supposed we now to be about. This and it becomes this consumer structure that's getting in the way process. of us actually taking care of you know, ourselves. And it and becomes about, and, and when I, I say capitalism, I mean in terms of like consumer care, in terms of ownership. And that no longer there or available, I want people to have the ability to leave. You have to be in this. Easily. There's finances tied in this. I am all about the movement away from marriage for some couples that aren't looking for marriage special breaks marriage, that come with it or they have another monogamy path. is only about and I really oh, wish I forget divorce what the exact was made but it's not that old and I work with individuals and on leaving relationships the way they enter supposed lovingly. to be rooted in backing out the way they backed in acquiring land and money it's okay and control to move out. and it's okay to be friends uh, with your networking it wasn't about love down. historically but now it is people shouldn't do marry but I love this model but that can get lost in the process so I'm not saying marriage is bad and wrong what I'm saying we would have to just be a good loving person otherwise they could leave us and they could leave the us very simply and easily. And I think that that should be it allowed can pull in away some respects in some cases. I have because it's uh, a family heartbreak. And they're in a miserable marriage. Stuck miserable. together. But they stay or in it because that's what they've been taught to do. Why? Because they're married or, or Why? Because marriage is supposed to be Because they can't afford even when it's toxic for both. And even also when it breaks my heart that there's some individuals that don't want to get married because of emotional abuse is normalized. We see that as what comes with being in a commitment contract. And so the mental health piece just drifts away. that can also lead to a lot of psychological backsliding and a lot of traditional Centering and keeping them two together get married, drifts away, especially when they have children. When the love is gone. And there's something that like, I don't want to get married. Let's look at Oprah's transition. They into a have a beautiful, stunning relationship. relationship. 
not going to get married. We all get new. We they're both get new now. sexual randomness. Part together for friendship decades. can remain. But again, a and lot of not necessarily looking for that. They're not a fan of that. Also, I was talking to Chili from TLC. She's not constantly talking about that because and that's going to be actually coming up. This is like the buzzword that this is on. Good to hear a tidbit about that. Again, relationships basically relationships should be about love. Sometimes marriage and divorce can remove us from what relationships are supposed to be about. And it becomes this. I would love us for start to. I would love for us to start to work on process that exists. You know, and it becomes about options when I say capitalist, and I mean, that's kind of where like queer, I mean, in terms of ownership and same-sex like relationships, kind of step tethered in and they me. show us the you have to be in this. Other There's finances tied in this. And single like, parenting, that's not relationship and love, uh, same-sex parenting. This is a community parenting of where marriage came from. Relational, relational monogamy is only I forget what the exact number is, and they're alternative forms of family making, but they're equally marriage was supposed to be rooted in ownership and acquiring land, money, and control, and family. Some are choosing uh, networking, but it wasn't about love because they realized that that was now where the heterosexual structure with a lot of issues and problems and get into relationships and you can't easily but that can get lost in the that. process. And so I'm not so saying marriage is bad and wrong. What I'm saying is... I get it. it I get it. I get it. All right, coming up next, away, DM. We're still time to weigh in on the question of the night, so do that. Coming up with those DMs, though, you can pull away from the whole purpose. I have a family member, and they're in a miserable marriage. Miserable. But they stay in it because that's what they've been taught to do. Why? Because they're married. Why? Because marriage is supposed to be forever. Even when it's toxic for both, even when there's emotional abuse, right? Which we often allow normalize. A lot of emotional abuse is normalized. We see that as what comes with being in a commitment. And so the mental health piece just drifts away. The the part that love is what should be centering and keeping them two together drifts away. When the love is gone, the relationship doesn't need to exist or it can transition into a new form, such as friendship. And we all get new, we both get new sexual erratic partners, but the friendship can remain. But again, a lot of traditional perspectives don't allow space for that a lot of toxic monogamy you know and i'm constantly talking about that because again that's that 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 is kind of like the the buzzword that this is all encapsulated within but you know again relationships should be relationships should be about love when it's not there we should have the ability to exit so again do what you're going to do but um i would i would love us for start to i would love for us to start to work on solutions that exist outside of these two options only and that's kind of where queer queer and same-sex relationships kind of step in and they show us the uh, beauty and health of so other relational styles and configurations. Single parenting, uh, same-sexed parenting, community parenting, and these are relational relational uh, constellations, as I keep saying. And um, they're alternative forms of family making, but they're equally as beautiful and as powerful. And you're going to start to see and hear more of that, again, because of the same-sexed and queer individuals. That Some are choosing marriage, but many aren't because they realize that that was more of a heterosexual structure with a lot of issues and problems, and you can't easily exit out of that. And so it's a choice that many don't make. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, coming up next, DM. Still time to weigh in on the question of the night, so do that. Coming up with those DMs, though, you listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and Radio.com. It is. So let your friends know, hey, I realize we don't talk a lot about sex. Uh, is that okay if we start doing that? I'd love to be more honest with y'all. And then also you can frame the request. I, I love transparency where you say, hey, listen, I'm going to divulge because I care about you guys. I want you to know who I am. And I'm also working on not having any shame about any part of my sexuality. And so I want to share with you guys things that turn me on. But I'd love it if you could um, reserve judgment and not try to shame it. And it might be kooky or too creative or diverse for you. We can talk about that. But don't make me feel, don't make me feel bad for it. You know, like let's engage it. Like we're not, you know, we have to, that's, that's, the, that's the journey. And there's so much... I don't know, so much 
juice in that. And I love that. It's ongoing because our sexuality is ongoing, right? Our, our sexuality is an open system, always changing as we have new experiences, see new things, find new things arousing. Beautiful stuff. Um, all right. Question of the night that's coming up in the next in the next uh, half of the show. So weigh in on that because there is still time. That's on our Loveline IG stories. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. All right, we're back, and now it is time to talk to our. Is you're, you're actually basically soon going to be known as the OG Love Line guy, not just. I know. I don't think I don't I've think ever. I've, I don't think I've ever worked this much for free in radio, but it's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> oh God bless you. Um, all right, so I have two, I have two things I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, my my name is Jay Rodriguez, by the way. I don't oh. think we said. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot okay. to go to that part. I, I can. It's see. okay. I jumped on. They'll it. figure it out. It's good. I could be Mario Lopez for all they know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jay Rodriguez, that is your name. Um, so I had a question first off because yeah. this is something that came in. You know, a lot of things we talk about are things that are swirling around in culture, but they also come into my office. And I was working with a couple, and they were just talking about socialization. So you are someone who has continued to have a really prominent career that takes place within the bar and club right, culture. Um, and you've done is. shows that were written up, out, written up in Time Out. <laughs> York, iconic DMs. off-Broadway shows. So what do you think, I guess it's a two-part question. Number one, what do you think, is, when do you think we're going to be moving back to, to old school confidence. bar club culture? And what do you think the new changes really are going to be? Because to practice safer sex do you think, and yeah, do you think we're going to go back to the baseline or do you think it's going to be a new version of Yeah, so it's tricky because day by day, depending on where you live, the rules and regulations have shifted some. I know that on Friday, I was part of Pride Live Stonewall Day and are on our Shotline IG page. On the West Coast, in the back question, room of the chat, it's right adjacent to the Abbey. Also, did my Dr. Donahue page. I think dropping there not necessarily meaning for it to be a DM, but I use it as such confidentially and honestly. Every server had a mask and a clear face guard. All right, here we go. This one asks, "Dear Dr. Chris, I consider myself socialized. You could take your mask off at your table, but you needed to order food. You could just come and have drinks. My friends, my partners. It's not a problem. You know, a lot of dining restaurant vibes are happening in what we know as night turns into a nightclub." pre-pandemic yeah, I'm, I'm personally okay. haven't um, uh, I left love the house that's really not for any kind of socialization it's just not something I'm comfortable with yet um, safe, right, when you know you're not going to be judged all the different things that turn you on at home. it's powerful but it's I recognize I'm in the minority and remember someone comes um, to you in some groups where the minute the weather started getting nice the minute that people started going out to restaurants and stuff and meeting up with friends that they hadn't seen in a while many restaurants have the rule you're allowed to be at your table with whomever that means and you're you close, can let go safe, of your mask. Comfortable, now here's where you get tricky. Beautiful. If you have ten people, but with your friends from eight different households, let's say that we all be conservative with that number, who are all maskless at a table, and you're basically encountering, sex, you know, which if you think seven other people other than yourself who don't live people, with you, and you know, so cross-contaminating hey, with that mask in close quarters. So for me, I just I have I was watching a lot of then also you watch a lot of roundtables and town halls, and and a lot of people when they talk. Because I, I kind of feel the way I do. Like, I'm also I think working I really on not having enjoy, any shame about any part um, of sexuality. My alone time, so 
want to share with you guys things that turn me on, but I'd work. love it if you could. So for me, I don't um, see us resorting, resorting to what we it. knew as and normal. I saw some places in Las Vegas. We talk about live performance. Don't make me feel bad for You know, like let's engage around the singer, much like you would use for a drummer to mute that drummer's sound. But really, singers, we spit. And when we talk, it's exponentially more. Always changing as we have new experiences and new things. So, so when you're Beautiful singing, stuff. you're literally um, kind of right. setting those particles Question of the out night there. that's coming so up in the next, in the next uh, half of the show. Really so wait in on that because there's still time that's on our Loveline IG like stories. There's a Loveline on the new Channel Q not and on radio.com. Even though they was recommended but not enforced. Because it's, so, it's like a complex issue, right? Because it's not just how many people you're at a table with. It's not just how long are you quote-unquote eating so your masks are off. It's also how large is the space? Large. Yeah, yeah. Low ceilings. You're there for hours and hours, and like you said, each person represents maybe a different household. And how many people are they in contact with in their household? Right. That really becomes the issue. And then you could, then you, then you have to also the flip side of that. And I know this is where it gets murky. Is people feel like they're that we've turned an issue that is science based and medically based uh, into a some tribal kind of polarized political system um, where if you wear a mask, you're against. You know, uh, you're. You, Wearing a mask for some feels like you're impeding on their civil liberties. Uh, or even you have the religious uh, sects who are saying that, you know, God will heal them and then God will protect them. And and it's just not about you. It's really about who you might pass the virus on. We know that this is the, one of the only viruses that is a... Uh, uh, has the sort of lifespan that it does where you have different people experiencing it in so many different ways. You could be asymptomatic from beginning to end and pass the virus on to all other folks who will have like really terrible outcomes. So all right, we're back. Do you think and though, when, and, and again, I, I can't imagine our, there's ever a moment you're, you're where we're actually like, basically it's done. I think it's going to be drips, but not just, know, you don't think don't, that don't, at some point we'll look around and it'll just feel like how it's always been. You think that there'll be some ongoing changes? So what I can speak to is where I live in West Hollywood and just kind of see during the daytime driving around my grocery stores right near the bars. I have two things I wanted to talk to you about. My name is outside seating and all this stuff. But I haven't gone out I forgot the being alone and using socialization in big groups. All right, Jay Rodriguez, that is your name. Um, so um, I had a question first off, because this is something that came in, you know, a lot of things we talk about are things that are swirling around in culture, but they also come into my office. And I was working with a couple and they were just talking about socialization. So you are someone who has continued to have a really prominent career that takes place within the bar and club culture. Um, you've done shows that were written, uh, written up in Time Out in New York, it does iconic really off-Broadway shows. So what do you think – I guess it's a two-part question. Number one, what do you think – when do you think we're going to be moving back to old-school um, bar club are, culture? You know, and what do you think the new changes are going to be? Because you don't know do you think – yeah, do you think we're going to go back to the baseline or do you think it's going to be a new version of it? Yeah, so it's tricky because day-by-day type 1 diabetes is something that just not really willing to, you know, put that on their sleeve out there and it's personal to them and, uh, and a whole slew of uh, other shot west uh, on the west coast in the back room of the chapel very detrimental to the health should they 
copy and contract the virus. Um, it was, uh, well, it's funny because I just, I just got person, three texts um, today and they were all, hey, what are we doing for July 4th? And my response to all of them was, uh, maybe meeting up six feet apart outdoors for 15 to 20 minutes one-on-one with a mask. That's about not for you. All right, we're going to go take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about something with you that is very, very, very triggering and it is cancel culture. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. Pre-pandemic. All right, we're back. And tonight we're talking with Jay Rodriguez, triple quadruple threats, old school, queer eye, former host of the morning show, and nightlife virologist. You are a nightlife virologist and epidemiologist. But I wanted to talk about, and I posted this on my social media, it really started a lot of interesting dialogue. And it was my my take on cancel culture, because I think we're seeing a lot of witch hunting right now, and also this idea that some people should just be removed and extinguished. And my point was, we should be canceling behaviors and not people, but also holding space for people to be better and to learn and grow because we have to be be given that time and space. I know if I look back at myself 10 years ago, very different in terms of maturity, very different in terms of ethics and values. What is your take on cancel culture? Yes, so it's it's twofold. So for me, I just, I have, I was watching a lot of people calling out bad behaviors and a lot of people when they talk about the pandemic kind of feel the way I do. Like, I think I really enjoy that folks um, should be proud of where that's hatred or or bias unless I have to work. So for me, I don't see us resorting resorting to what we knew as normal about certain things. For instance, I can use examples like racially plexiglass or even around the singer, much like you would use for a drummer to mute that drummer sound. But really, singer's response is, oh, God, you're being too sensitive. And sometimes when people say that, it's due to their own ignorance around than when we spit. So, so when you're singing, you're literally pain or triggered by because there's particles out there. The history so I don't think maybe that word, nightclub, that topic, nightlife culture so really stands a chance of going back in any real even way. Because media, many of the places you know, like someone gets on a TV show or they get a radio show or whatever they get, social distancing, even though it was recommended, but not Because it's like a complex issue, right? Because it's not just how many people you're at a table with. It's not just how long are you, quote, unquote, eating so your masks are off. It's also how large is the space? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so low ceilings, you're there for hours and hours. And like you said, each and person represents maybe so a different household. And how many people are they in contact the with your response? Right. That's just really saying the issue. And then, you, then, you, then I just found out that this is wrong. And I'm agreeing that this is wrong. And I don't care what it's you say. It's because I feel like there's no room for growth. And in a society that has based, like in a very fast way, become more polarized than I've ever seen in my entire life, there are no folks in the middle dragging people together to a table to unpack the issue. Wearing a mask for some that feels like you're starting impeding on their civil liberties uh, or culture. And when we talk about online, saying many times that, you know, have this God will kill them and then God will you know, protect them. And, I always call and it Christianity. It's just not about very evangelical. It's really when about Christian, someone who had sinned their whole life, passed the virus. We know that this is the the one of the only viruses that is uh, punish everyone else and shame them until they became a Christian too. And oftentimes, there's so many different ways. didn't lead to any kind of level of education and pass the virus was wrong in this instance. So for me, it's really like tricky. Really I don't believe you can use your so, um, time. So you think, though, when, and, and again, um, I, I can't imagine there's ever a moment culture, when we're like, it's done. I think it's going to be dripped, but you, you don't think that at some point ways, we'll look around and it'll just feel like how it's always culture. been. You think that there'll be some ongoing changes. So what I can speak to is where I live in Hollywood. And that's my concern we've all harmed and we all will continue to harm. And I want to save space for us to like practice being better. And some of that's just the therapist in me, other parts 
parts of it's the feminist in me, but like, you know, again, I see some of the things people are getting called out for from a decade ago, and although there should be some accountability to having said that, I want the question also to be, well, what do you think now? Who are you now? Because that's what I want people to center most. Has the person apologized? Is there any repair they can do? Have they learned? And if so, then we're safe. Because I really want it to be about safety and impact now. And even though the historical impact matters, what they're doing now matters too, and that somehow gets wiped away. And again, I just know that and this isn't being an apologist, this is just being realistic that, that we have to be really open to repair. And, and, and there's not a lot of space for that. And I don't know where people think we're going to send or put these individuals. It's like we want them to just be carted off somewhere. And um, I don't know. So where do you, where do you go with that? So Ray, I just really, listen, I don't love cancel culture. It's something personal. Let's say they have dismissed folks who actually, given the right information, might just educate themselves put that on their sleeve out there personal to them outlook and a whole slew of other had the same uh, life experience as the next person so some folks the should have maybe learned the virus some well it's funny because i just i just got three texts today to and they were um, all hey what are we doing for july 4th issues. and my response to all of them was uh maybe meeting up six feet apart outdoors for 15 to 20 minutes one-on-one with a mask that's about all right we're gonna go take a quick break but when we come back i want to talk about something with you that is very 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 triggering and it is cancel culture you're listening to love line with dr I don't always have to agree, but the, there is a lot of growth in that to understand where someone is coming from. And I think it, it allows you to bridge a conversation that that person may never have had the opportunity to have before. Yes, it's tricky. Yes, it's not an easy conversation, but we're never going to get anywhere as a global society unless we start tackling these issues without canceling people. And granted, I'm sure there are folks who've done... Uh, you know, atrocious things who may never want to get the help that they need. And I'm sure, yeah, of course, go ahead and do whatever feels best for you. But on a, on a, well, on a macro okay. level, like, let me just say this. I'm okay with removing problematic people from positions of power so they can cause no more harm. I'm okay with consequences. I'm just not okay with punishment because it doesn't leave space for growing. And like, maybe it's my blind spot that as a therapist, I'm gifted with seeing how much change is possible for people because I do that work and, and everyone else around them doesn't. But like, I just want to remind them that like there, there is room right, for back. that. And, tonight and we're so talking consequences are okay. Uh, but punishment quad, just doesn't get anyone anywhere. And let's talk about that on another school, segment. Queer like, punishment in the prison the system. Show, but, and, uh, until then, and life, Mr. J. Rodriguez, where can people find you? Is there any kind of virologist and epidemiologist? Yeah, you can find me. But I wanted to talk about that. I posted this on my social media. It really started a lot of interesting dialogue. And it was my my take on cancel culture because I think we're seeing a lot of witch hunting right now. And also this idea that some people should just be removed and extinguished. And my point was we should be canceling behaviors and not people, but also holding space for people to be better and to learn and grow. Because our question line and then some DMs to listen to Love Line with Dr. Chris. I know if I look back at myself 10 years ago, very different in terms of maturity, very different in terms of ethics and values. What is your take on cancel culture? According to a new survey, yes, so it's it's twofold. Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. I've got a lot of reasons why that is. What are you doing to try to make yourself happier? So the question tonight is, what are you doing to make yourself happier? All right, kids, let's keep it clean. Or let's not. All right, so first person said, just been praying more, I've realized a new connection to faith. See, that's one of the most, you know, just sitting know, in ignorance amazing thing about that can certain come out things. Some For instance, I can use examples like to faith, um, racial slurs, or use even microaggressions to toward people. You know, when you, um, when someone says, "Oh, wow," and I think I find that it's that a missing component to a lot of people's total care. And so I love that that's and been brought back to you. And sometimes when people I, say I, that, it's, it's due 
to their own tool. ignorance I, around all for the actual having issue that this person is feeling pain or triggered by because they're uh, not educated on the history done of maybe that word towards them or that others. topic. Someone and else so said, I found myself many times, even in queer media, you know, someone gets on a TV show or they get a radio show or whatever they get, and they are taking care of yourself, taking care of others. There's the key, right? When we go to therapy and working on ourselves, we're also doing it for others, uneducated about how some of these issues impact communities that maybe are their friends. And they say, well, how can that be? I have We're just really being conscious of where we're at and what's happening around us, allowing maybe that short fuse, but at least being more conscious of it and letting people know, hey, warning, I'm struggling right now, help me, go easy on me, whatever it is. It's helping you, it's helping those around you, helping those around you, helps you back. It's bringing more help into your community, your collective, your family. I've ever seen it in my entire life. There are no folks in the middle dragging people together to every therapist I think I know is doing that to issues Good luck. That are Do your thing. Find some fights. Question tonight. What are you doing to make yourself happier? Someone said drinking wine, reading, and listening to the love line. That is the trifecta. The reading and love line especially. I'm not drinking now. So that's not happening. But God bless you. Cheers to you. I'm a white wine fan. I'm not red. Although that seems to not be as popular. I never noticed until they became a Christian too. And oftentimes the shaming didn't lead to any kind of level of education about what are you doing to make yourself happier? Someone said enjoying the sunshine as much as I can. Love instance. that. So for me, it's really the tricky. I don't so believe you can use so your expression all the time. Kick someone so off the planet. Uh, the dark, the rain, um, but the snow, when we talk the wind, about cancel culture, uh, <laughs> we cancel things all the time. The even the way we, we legally govern our country. So roll in many around ways, prison terms. Somebody uh, else said about how we're trying to make themselves happier. Trying to stay in the moment. Focusing on the good and important things around me. That's my concern. Is that you know we've all harmed and we all will continue to harm. And I want to save space for us to like practice being better. And some of that's just the therapist in me. It's other parts of it's the feminist in me, well, but like, you know, again, I see some of the things people are getting called out for from a decade ago, and although there should be some accountability to having said that, I want the question also to be, what do you think now? Who are you now? Because that's what I want people to center most. Has the person apologized? Is there any repair they can do? Have they learned? And if so, then we're safe, because I really want it to be about safety and impact now. And even though the historical impact matters, what they're doing now matters too, and that somehow gets wiped away. And again, I just know that Said, and this isn't being an apologist. This is just being realistic that uh, what we have to, to be open to repair. Trying to limit and, the of time and, and there's not a lot of space That's for that. And I don't know where people that. That one. think <laughs> we're going to send or put these individuals. It's like we happier. want them just to be carted off that somewhere. Good. And um, a new song on the guitar. I don't know. I so where do, where do you go with that? So me, I just really, listen, I don't know if I think people too quickly to dismiss folks who actually given the right information might just educate themselves and have a new therapy outlook on things not everyone had the same life experience as the next person so some folks should have maybe learned some issues around how to be sensitive to folks who have a history of pain around certain issues but I really struggle with people who say things like well I don't like culture and I'm like okay yes because I think you'd prefer to stay comfortable in not knowing for fear of not having to do something and I think for even for myself if I want any more DMs coming up next stick around for and trying to, to understand line. someone's Chris, perspective. I don't always have to agree, but the, there is a lot of All growth right. in that to understand where someone is coming damage. from. Just and I think it, it allows you to bridge the conversation that that person may never have had the opportunity to have before. Yes, it's tricky. Yes, it's not an easy conversation, but we're never going to get anywhere as a global society unless we start tackling these issues without canceling people. And granted, I'm sure there are folks who do 
you know, atrocious things who may never want to get the help that they need. And I'm sure, yeah, of course, go ahead and do whatever feels best for you. But on a let me just say this. I'm okay with removing problematic people from positions of power so they can cause no more harm. I'm okay with consequences. I'm just not okay with punishment because it doesn't leave space for growing. And like, maybe it's my blind spot that as a therapist, I'm gifted with seeing how much change is possible for people because I do that work and, and everyone else around them doesn't. But like, I just want to remind them that like there there is room for that. And so consequences are okay. But punishment just doesn't get anyone anywhere. And let's talk about that on another segment like pun punishment and the prison system but until then mr j rodriguez where can people find you and is there anything oh, they can out? yeah you can find me at jai rodriguez go ahead head on over to instagram uh facebook all the things snapchat um but also a family feud is coming back they're deciding to replay celebrity family feud queer eye versus queer eye sunday july 5th on abc check your local listings for the time uh but yeah sunday july 5th check it out bam bam blam thanks so much jay all right coming up next we've got our question of the night and then some DMs. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. Because I imagine when you're all hanging out, you're just talking about love or socialization. I imagine at home you're watching movies together and dinner. I don't I don't know how that emerges in a way where there's a left outness. Even if you're going to gay bars with them or gay events, like it still can be very inclusive. So I don't understand that part. Trying to pursue a woman? Eh, why not? Why not? Why not figure out if there's any pansexuality, bisexuality, or sexually flu sexual fluidity in you? What the heck? You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with that. If you realize it isn't for you, it's not for you. You might meet an amazing woman where that makes sense and works out. I'm all for it. Again, we, we realize the gender we're attracted to. We think that our sexual exploration ends there, that that's all our sexual identity entails. It's far bigger than just gender, right? It's body shapes and sizes and smells and sounds. It's this huge constellation. So... Keep looking, keep exploring. And also, we don't realize that it's an open system. It can change. It can grow and change. Maybe you actually do like women or could, but historically, there's been still some internalized homophobia you had or, you know, there's so many different factors. So, yeah, whatever you think your sexuality is, it's far bigger than that, actually. And you need to explore to realize that. And I, again, I don't mean explore as in with different genders. It can also just be the kinds of sex you have, the kinds of parts of your body you utilize or let be touched, um, the kinds of um, you know gender expressions of the partner or body shape or size. I mean, there's so many pieces. So, but time for my favorite part of the night: question of the night. Tonight's question was: According to a new survey posted by the New York Post, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. I got a lot of reasons as to why that is. What are you doing to try to make yourself happier? So the question tonight is: What are you doing to make yourself happier? All right, kids, let's keep it clean, or let's not. All right, first person said: Just been praying more. I've realized a new connection to faith. See, that's one of the most. I don't know, why I don't know gratifying and amazing and things that can come out of some difficult, dark moments is a reconnection to faith, spirituality, religion. We use all different words. To me, they're very much centralized in a lot of the same points. And I think that it's a missing component to a lot of people's total care. And so I love that that's been brought back to you. I, I'm, it's such a beautiful tool. I, I'm all for people having a deep connection to God, spirituality, religion, uh, as long as it's done in a non-toxic way towards them and others. Someone else said, a question tonight, what are you doing to make yourself happier? I can't wait to read these. I've noticed my fuse is a lot thinner. I'm looking for a therapist I can see via 
via telehealth. I love that. Congratulations. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. There, there's the key, right? When we go to therapy or working on ourselves, we are also doing it for others, directly or indirectly. Because if we're thriving or if we're not thriving, but we're still focusing on self-care mental health and setting the boundaries, we're, we're just really being conscious of where we're at and what's happening around us, allowing maybe that short fuse, but at least being more conscious of it and letting people know, hey, warning, I'm struggling right now. Help me. Go easy on me. 